Welcome back to another episode of the Hecklers and Hot Takes podcast. This is your host, Brian Clinton. I'm here today with Colton Rector and Joey Helmer. We are uh, previewing week seven of the college football season, and we're going to just jump right into it. We've got a good slate of Big 12 games, but an excellent slate of games across the country. Tonight, Thursday night, Baylor heads to West Virginia to take on the Mountaineers. Baylor is favored by three points in that game. Um, really like where the Bears are are at despite their their uh, three and two record right now. I think they have a good chance in that one. Uh, Kansas at Oklahoma. We'll kind of dive into this one here in a bit uh, in depth. Oklahoma is currently favored by nine points in that game. Iowa State is at Texas. Texas is getting sixteen and a half points in that game. Um, that's a huge line. Iowa State hasn't lost a game by more than two scores in 30 games, if I remember. Last time was against Louisiana to start the 2020 season. So huge line for the Longhorns there. They did look impressive last week against the Sooners, though. Um, Oklahoma State is at TCU this week. TCU actually favored by four points in this game, despite being lower ranked. Uh, Oklahoma State being ranked eighth in the country and TCU 13th. Um, In the Big 12 slate there, do you guys, is there anything um, there that just catches your eye, Joey? Yeah, I mean, obviously the the game that I'm looking to is that one in Fort Worth. Uh, these are uh, two teams that are under um, un, undefeated right now, and obviously this is a big time game for who's going to go to the Big Twelve Championship, who's going to win the Big Twelve Championship later on down the line. So, yeah, all, all eyes on that one, and um, of course Baylor and West Virginia is a Thursday night game this week. So those are always kind of weird games and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, but all eyes are, are looking, um, like you said, the, the line in that Texas game is huge, so that's interesting. But the Fort Worth, that's the one I'm looking at. Colton? Um, I'm looking at all of them um, in, in different ways. I agree with Joey. I think the game in Fort Worth is absolutely the biggest one this week. Um, but I'm also looking at uh, the Oklahoma-Kansas game. Um, does Oklahoma come back? Um, after a three-week slide um, against Kansas at home. I mean, do they start putting things together? Do they go to a more fundamental defense? With Dylan Gabriel being back, how does the offense look? I mean, I'm looking at a lot of things there. Um, Does Texas look dominant still against Iowa State, or does that defense that has been holding people um, to low-scoring games, do they hold Texas low? Um, You know, I'm just looking at a lot of different things there. I think the Baylor-West Virginia game tonight will be good. Um, good bounce back potential for Baylor there and um, pseudo upset potential for West Virginia. So um, definitely looking at all of them, but yeah, I agree. The the game down in Fort Worth is definitely going to be the biggest. Yeah. That game in Fort Worth has big 12 championship implications uh, all over the place. It's one of those Playoff two teams. Implications even. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would go as far as to say that one of those two teams is very likely to be in the big 12 championship game uh, at this point in the season. They've both looked dominant at 5-0, and 2-0, um, right there behind Kansas State in the Big 12 standings. Obviously, Kansas State will have to still play both of those teams. So it should be interesting to see how that one plays out. And we can kind of dive into the Oklahoma game here a bit. Uh, very likely that we see very likely that we see Dylan Gabriel this week, which is a huge boost for the Oklahoma offense. But he doesn't play defense. The, the problem with the Sooners recently has been, been their defense. They were given up over 300 yards on the ground alone uh, in Big 12 play that's not winning football by any means. Uh, can can Oklahoma slow down the Kansas rushing attack uh, is the biggest question for me. I think that if Oklahoma can find a way to get some bodies in the box and really help 
in that run game, I, I think it could help the Sooners. But the, the problem is they haven't been able to do that against either of the, the last three opponents that they face in Big 12 play. And, and Kansas is, is leading all teams in the in the Big 12 conference as far as rushing per game goes since the conference play started. So, um, Joey, do you, do you think Kansas, Kansas rushing attack is the biggest problem for the Sooners? And uh, can they stop it this week? Yeah, I think it's fair to say, uh, based on what we've seen for, for both units in that matchup, that that is a major concern. And um, Kansas, I think they're very dynamic at quarterback. Uh, when Jalen Daniels is in there, he's not going to be playing. Um, there was a report that maybe he's out for the season, but um, at the very least, he's not playing this weekend. But Jason Bean is very capable as well. We, we saw that last week, saw that last year. So um, I, I think in multiple ways that this Kansas defense is going to – or Kansas offense is going to stress Oklahoma's defense. Um, it, it has to, Oklahoma, get back to fundamental defense. I mean, they were so good tackling, game tackling early in the season, and um, they've gone away from that. They've been out of position, missing fits. And so I just think we can look at Kansas' rushing attack, but Oklahoma needs to focus on itself and getting back to – some of the fundamental play that was good for them early in the season and led to good results. Right. Colton, what are your thoughts? Um, a lot of the same things. Um, I think just because Jalen Daniels is out, <laughs> definitely is not going to be much of a change for Oklahoma other than preparing for a different quarterback. Um, I think Jalen Daniels may have been a little bit shiftier on his feet, um, whereas, uh, what is his name, Bean is a little bit more of a straight line speed runner. Um, so, you know, you get him in space and he's, you know, he's going to kill you with speed, but at the same time, um, again, he gave us, you know, he gave us fits last year. We almost lost, you know, under Lincoln Riley last year to Kansas. If it's not for, uh, an insanely controversial play by Caleb Williams, pulling the ball out of the running back's hand and, and, and scooting for a first down. I mean, OU doesn't win that game last year. That was a game-saving play. So OU's defense, once again, is going to have its work cut out for them, um, which I think that's going to be the case in every game remaining this season. Um, but uh, Kansas without two of their key starters. Um, so I, I, I think it's going to be the best-case scenario for OU's defense. But at the same time, again, still a lot of work cut out for them, and the offense is going to have to show up to give the defense a little bit of rest off the field, uh, both rest and preparation for the next drive. Yeah, something that you said, Joey, kind of stuck out to me there and um, just kind of about the run fits, how they played in the first three games versus what we've seen the last three. The the more that I sit and watch college football, the more that I take this in every week, the more I realize that this game is just as much about the Jimmys and Joes as it is the X's and O's. And I, I really, you know, obviously everybody puts 11 guys out there uh, and clearly, you know, Alabama's 11 are going to be better than, than Kent State's 11. But at the end of the day, uh, tackling is tackling, regardless of who you're playing. And I think that Oklahoma's gotten away from that. Um, and you've really seen that break down uh, for them in the last few weeks. So I expect if there's going to be a turnaround, it kind of feels like this is where Oklahoma has to put its foot in the ground and head in a different direction. And if it's going to happen, it's got to happen against Kansas. If it doesn't, I have a really hard time seeing them turn this thing around uh, in 2022. So uh, going going away from the Big 12, more, more of a broad spectrum here. We're going to look at games across the country. USC heads to Utah, and in a game where you would think the seventh-ranked USC Trojans would be 
favorite in that one. They are not. Utah is actually in a three and a half point favorite at home. Um, Utah has given USC some fits in the past, so should be interesting to see how Caleb Williams does on the road there. It's obviously going to be an emotional atmosphere in Utah, given the uh, given the uh, uniforms that they're they're donning for that game. Um, should be a really cool atmosphere uh, if you can tune in for that one. Mike Leach and the Mississippi State Bulldogs are heading to Kentucky. Mike Leach's squad is a four-point favorite in that game. Uh, a lot of good spreads this week. Um, a lot of close games, it looks like. Uh, but I really I really like what I saw from Mississippi State last week. I did not expect them to come and hang 40 on uh, Arkansas and, and hold them to 17 points. So really impressed by them last week. We'll see if they can keep it going this week against Mike Stoops and the, and the Wildcats. <clears throat> NC State at Syracuse. Undefeated Syracuse, three and a half point favorites in that game, uh, should be a good one there. And stop me if you guys if there's if there's any of these that you want to you want to uh, clip on here. Um, Clemson, three and a half point favorite at Florida State, and then the two big ones for me. There's two top ten matchups this week. Uh, we have Penn State at Michigan. Michigan's a seven point favorite in that game. That game is in the Big House. Should be an awesome. I, they're doing all maze, uh, so it's not a white out. It's a maze out. Uh, they're doing that in the big house. Right. Should, should be a fun atmosphere. Uh, and then Alabama, obviously, the, the marquee game. Alabama goes to Tennessee, battle of unbeaten teams. And I, this has got to be the closest the spread's been in this game for a decade. I mean, Alabama comes into this only seven-point favorite, and Tennessee is really rolling right now. Um, let's let's start with that Penn State game. Joey, what are your thoughts on on where those programs are at right now and – and uh, particularly Michigan, who everybody thought might fall off after a playoff run last year. Yeah, gosh, it, it seems like every time they're just pounding teams this year. Uh, I mean, I, I have picked them against the spread on huge lines a lot of times, and they covered those. Last week they did not do that against Indiana, but um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'll tip my hand a little bit here, guys. I'm going to ride what's been a bit of a hot hand and go with the Wolverines. They, they've been impressive, like you said. Uh, they have not fallen back when a lot of people maybe thought they might. And Colton, what what are your thoughts on Alabama and Tennessee? Um, Bama's looked just okay in a lot of their games this year. They haven't been the dominant SEC team, um, you know, that everyone has really expected them to be. I heard a lot in the offseason that this is going to be the best Bama team that you've seen in a very, very long time. And, you know, a one-point win at Texas, you know, close, just close games throughout the season. And especially with Bryce Young being hurt uh, in, here in the last couple of weeks, that hasn't really helped him. But I I don't know, dude. I think Tennessee is looking really good this year offensively. Um, I think they're going to give Bama a run for their money for sure. Let's get in some picks. You guys good with that? Just do it. Let's do it. All right, we've got Baylor minus three at West Virginia. Uh, I am in last place, so I guess I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> not by just a game. I'm I, I am twenty one and twenty nine on the season. Joey is twenty two and twenty eight. Colton is actually at five hundred. He is twenty five and twenty five on the season. Um, so I, I'm going to take Baylor in this game. I think they can. I think they cover that spread. I got a, just a little bit of a feeling here. We might all go the same way here. Uh, I'm going Baylor as well. I uh, like, like them to get snag another road win here. So um, West Virginia, I, I thought going into the season was the worst team in the league. And gosh, it, 
if you had told me we were going to be talking about Oklahoma and West Virginia in that discussion, I would have thought you were just absolutely nuts. But mm-hmm. yeah, Baylor goes on the road here and wins this one. Duh, Bears. Yeah, I think Baylor probably wins that one going away. Uh, Kansas at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a nine-point favorite. I'm going to take Kansas in this one. I, just just to cover, um, I do think find I think I do think the Sooners find a way to eke a win out. I think it's a close one. I don't think I think nine points is way too much. Um, you know, Vegas has proved me wrong several times, but I feel pretty strongly about this one. I am uh, also – I'm going to go with Kansas here on the line. Oklahoma's going to win this game. I, I think they're going to get off the schneid, and uh, people maybe get off of Brent Venables' back, some of the crazies right now that are saying some really ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I like Oklahoma to win a close game here. I think the line's a little bit too much. I think Oklahoma comes out and covers by the nine points. I think we win by 10, touchdown and a field goal. Dylan Gabriel being back puts a spark in the team. The defense has something to play for. Um, and, and if you know I'm completely wrong, then don't at me or anything else because I'll probably be in my bed crying in the fetal position. <laughs> but, um, no, I think Oklahoma is going to win this and cover. I like it. Iowa State at number 22, Texas. Texas getting 16 and a half points. That's too much for me. I don't think they win by three scores. I think they could win by two, uh, but I, I think uh, two touchdowns and field goal two is too much. I will take Iowa State to cover that game, uh, Texas to win. I uh, am going to – gosh, I, I talked about Michigan and uh, how a lot of times I, I have took them on big lines. I, I don't know. That, that does seem like a lot, but I, I'm going to – I'm going to lean on the Texas side here, with a, with, even with a big line. I'm taking Texas as well um, to cover. I think Iowa State's defense will slow them down a little bit, but I think it'll be ultimately Quinn Ewers' football game, similar to what it was against Oklahoma last week. Interestingly, Texas is now the betting favorite to win the Big 12 after what they did to Oklahoma last week, uh, plus 240, which is still a wide-open race, but uh, Texas is the favorite, so – be interesting to see how that one plays out. Their opponent next week, Oklahoma State, is actually down in Fort Worth and Cowtown. Uh, we've got the, the Horn Frogs, a four-point favorite in that game. I'm going to ride with TCU in this one. Um, I, I I do think that the Horn Frogs are a little underrated, believe it or not. I I, I think that TCU is coming into this game. Um, they've played with an edge, and I think that Oklahoma State. Uh, the last time we saw them on the road, they let Baylor kind of creep back in in the third quarter. I think TCU's too good for that. Uh, and I think we finally see Spencer Sanders kind of come off of this run that he's been on, and uh, we, we see him make a mistake or two that, that's just too much. I think TCU wins. Uh, give them 38-31, somewhere in that realm, but TCU covers. I will uh, actually go the opposite way, guys. I'm <laughs> – I'm sticking stubborn to my – well, my preseason predictions are all blown up at this point, but uh, I had Oklahoma State ahead of TCU, so I'm, I'm going to stick with that. And I'm, uh, Spencer Sanders, though, he's going to have to play at a, uh, a good level. I mean, it, this can't be one of those token Spencer Sanders games, um, you know, where he makes mistakes and um, TCU capitalizes off of those. Right. Yeah, um, I think that TCU's offense has been putting up a ridiculous amount of points. 
this season, 46.4 on average per game to be exact. Um, and Oklahoma State's defense has been allowing 24.5 points a game um, and a couple more so in bigger games against Texas Tech, Baylor, uh, so on and so forth. But um, I think this TCU offense is going to give um, is going to also be able to put up a lot of points against Oklahoma State's defense. They've proven against you know good teams. They struggle a little bit more. Um, I've got TCU to win and cover in this game. So just kind of an interesting note on this game, real quick. You know, most of the time I'm I'm a proponent of telling people that the Big Twelve uh, plays defense. They do play good defense in this league now. It's it's a little different than it used to be. However, in this game. You have the third and the fourth ranked scoring offenses in the country playing against one another. So I, you know, take the over and, and be happy about it. Feel good about it in this game. It's just going to be one of those games. Um, so if you're if you liked Baylor, uh, TCU in twenty what year was that? Twenty eleven, twenty twelve, the sixty one fifty eight game or whatever. I mean, it was just a roller coaster back and forth. If you like points, this will be the game for you this weekend. <clears throat> um. All right, we're moving out of the Big 12 into, into the national spotlight. USC travels to Utah. Utah's getting three and a half points in that game. Against my better judgment, I think I'm gonna take I think I'm gonna take Utah in this game. Um I think that Utah presents too many challenges. I think Kyle Whittingham's uh defensive system gives uh Caleb Williams some fits, and I think that Lincoln Riley suffers his first loss as the USC head coach. Colton, what do you think, man? I'll let you go first on this one. <laughs> I heard a stat this week that uh, kind of surprised me. Obviously, I haven't paid a ton of attention to the Pac-12 teams as much this season. Um, but I have heard that um, against man coverage, statistically speaking, Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in the Pac-12 against man coverage and is, ironically, the worst quarterback, statistically speaking, against zone coverage. Um so I think it will be interesting to see what coverage Utah comes out in. I think it's obvious which one they should, but um, some coaches are very stubborn in their ways as far as what their scheme is. Um, I think that USC is going to win the football game um, outright, cover all the above. Uh, I, I forget what the spread was, but um, yeah, I, I think that Utah is definitely going to give them a run for their money. It may look a little bit like the Oregon State game there for a little while, but I think um, I think. Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley figure out a way to get it done uh, in that one. Yeah, I, I feel a lot like Brian on this. I'm, I'm not confident about this pick. Um, I, I've said since the offseason that Utah was going to be a team that was going to trip up USC. I'm going to stick to that. Now, this is a bounce-back spot for, for the Utes. Uh, they have two losses already, lost to UCLA, and uh, I think they, they come home and are just physical enough to uh, to hand Lincoln and uh, USC their first loss here. <clears throat> Mississippi State, four-point favorite at Kentucky. This is a top-20 matchup. Mississippi State's coming in – sorry, top-25 matchup. Uh, Mississippi State's coming in ranked 16th. Kentucky is 22nd in the country. Uh, I'm going to roll with I'm going to roll with Mike Leach. Uh, I think Cowbell gets going in this one, and I think they take over over Lexington in that game. Uncertainty in the quarterback position still, I think, for, uh, yeah, K- Kentucky, I believe. And so, yeah, but that's going to make three of us Bulldogs. Will Rogers, um, not from, not, 
Will Rogers from Claremore, Oklahoma, where, where I was born. But the quarterback for Mississippi State is 202 for 282 on the, on the season for 2,100 yards and 22 touchdowns. So, uh, I think that, that's pretty impressive by, by my, by my numbers. You only played six games. You're already over 2,000 yards. It's pretty good. Uh, NC State at Syracuse. Syracuse is getting three and a half points in this game. Hmm. Give me, give me Syracuse. I, I, I think, I think they stay undefeated. I think they keep the season rolling. And, uh, yeah, I think, think they hand, hand NC State their second loss of the year. This would be a tough one for me, honestly. I'm not real sure. I don't want to pick against Syracuse or NC State, really, because they're both doing you know fairly well this season. Um, and I've picked against the Skews a couple times this season, if I remember correctly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with them this go round. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Syracuse to win. I agree with Brian. I think they're gonna hand NC State their second loss, but I do think it'll be a close game. I don't have a coin to flip here, but if I did, <laughs> I would flip it, and that's what my pick is. I'm going with NC State. I. I I uh, saw Syracuse, I think it was a couple Fridays ago, they were playing one of those weird Friday night games, and uh, they won that. And I don't know. This will be an interesting one, but I'm, I'm, I'm leaning with the pack here. I like it. <clears throat> Clemson at Florida State. Clemson just three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Kind of a surprising line for me. Um, I think we saw that DJ Uyunglele can really get the offense going if given the chance. He played really well against Wake Forest a couple of weeks ago. Um, I, I, I think I like Clemson big on the road here. I think Florida State is kind of getting a little more respect than maybe they deserve at this point. So give me the Tigers. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Clemson as well. I'm going to take the Tigers on the road. seems like th- there's quite a few people leaning um, Florida State on this one, but I have faded Clemson enough times on the lines this year. I'm not. I'm not doing it here. Yeah, I agree. I've got. I've got faith in Dabo. I got the. Got the Tigers winning this one uh, over Florida State. All right, two top ten matchups left here. We got number ten Penn State at number five Michigan. Michigan's getting seven points in this game. I think the. I think the difference in this game is the location. I think if this game was played. Uh, I think if this game was played, is it Beaver Stadium? Is that what they call Penn State? Uh, I, I it think is. that's right. Um, if, if it was played there, I think this is a little bit different game. But uh, yeah, I think that I think Michigan has the home crowd behind them, and I think it's enough to get them the win. And I think they cover too. Yeah, I agree. I'm uh, I'm on the Michigan train. Go meet chicken. <laughs> I guess it's that simple when it's that simple, huh? All for right. For those of you who are unaware, meat chicken, Michigan sounds close, so it works. <clears throat> number three, Alabama on the road at number six, Tennessee. That game is in Neyland Stadium. Man, I think this this so this is one of those old school rivalries that's kind of died off here in the last ten years. It just hasn't been close. I think that we may have a little bit different game on our hands this time around. Um, I really, really like what I've seen out of Josh Heupel and the Vols, and uh, I, I, I'm gonna they, I'm gonna pick Tennessee to cover, and 
I'm on the verge of picking them to win the game outright. I'm not quite there yet. I may feel that way by Saturday morning, but um, yeah, I'll take Tennessee to cover in this one. Alabama's getting seven points. So um, I, I think Tennessee finds a way to keep it within a field goal. Shame on me. In a rivalry game, I'm not going to pick Alabama. <laughs> I'm picking Alabama to win, but <laughs> I, I think Tennessee's going to put up enough to keep it close and uh, cover the line. So we'll, we'll see here. Let's go Rocky Top, baby. I'm going to take Rocky Top to win, to cover, to do all of the things over Alabama. Um, I think, again, I think Alabama has been, by Alabama standards, mind you, has just been okay this year. Um, And, and again, the fighting Josh Heupels of Tennessee are looking really good. I think they're going to give uh, uh, Bama a run for their money. I think it's going to come down to um, bad penalties for Alabama, similar to what it was for Texas. And as long as everyone for Tennessee stays healthy um, during the game, I think I think Tennessee wins and I think Tennessee covers. All right. We have – it's time for the locks of the week. And the current standings of this one, Colton and Joey are tied at two and three. I am in the caboose once again. Uh I am one and four, so I guess I will lock it in first this week. Um, I'm going to take Iowa State plus 16 and a half against Texas. I, I think they find a way to keep it a little bit closer than that. Texas does get the win, but I think that's going to be my lock of the week. Not real confident about it, as you can tell. I am going to go with the fighting just entered the top 25, James Madison's minus 11 and a half at Georgia Southern. Like it. I saw that the other day and I was like, who? Who just entered the top 25? <laughs> Is that president still alive? They've only been an FBS program for six weeks now. Congratulations to them. Uh, my lock of the week, as I, as I kind of just alluded to, is Tennessee plus seven. I think they win by a touchdown over Alabama at home. The 105 or 10 or however many hundreds of thousands of people that are in Neyland stadium this weekend are going to be going absolutely, uh, ape nuts, crazy. (laughs) And I think it's going to be a crazy environment. I think it's going to be awesome. I think Tennessee wins by seven. All right. And for our party shot, I've just got a, just a one word answer here. Does Oklahoma get its, season back on schedule this week and get a win against Kansas. And by back on schedule, I mean just meaning it doesn't lose the rest of its games of the year. Does Oklahoma get a win confidently going into this, uh, into their bye week next week? Yes. Oklahoma will win this weekend. Yes. Just for the sake of me being a, uh, conspiratist and somebody who is I don't like seeing all the teams across the board <laughs> whenever they make picks, whenever it's OU, 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 OU across the board on game day. I don't like to see that. So I guess I'm going to be the guy that says no, but in parentheses over here says yes. Um, what I'm, kind I'm of one sh- word answer was that? Yeah, I'm going to say no. Hey, this is my show. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> but that's going to do it for us. Uh, make sure you tune in for our recap on Sunday. And uh, we always try to get a preview out for you Wednesdays or Thursdays. But thanks for listening in and stay classy, Big 12 country.